Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 38. How are you today, Dad? All right, I'm fine. Good. I'm You're really, really top of the world at the moment. Top of the world. Yeah, lots of exciting things I'm doing and lots of exciting things going on. And all together, Steve... I'm quite excited. <laughs> so, are you, would you say you're excited? I think I probably would say that, yes. yes. No, life's, life's pretty good at the moment. Good. I'm loving it all. You're over your flaff, fluff of your outro last last <laughs> episode. That was great, wasn't it? Which I that found was funny. hilarious. I listened to that back and I, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be more to come, folks. As I get older and more there's, stupid, there's it's more, all going to happen. There's more pressure on you this week. Uh, everyone's going to be waiting to see if you get that right. Maybe they won't, but I'll certainly be like, come on in, uh, come on in. Well. <laughs> anyway, you're with it today. I'm very with it. You're not distracted. Hopefully there's no whizzing lorries going past nope. at 200 mile an hour. That's right. To distract you. <laughs> so let's let's jump straight in with some questions this week. The first question we had um, was on the member site from Robin. And they asked about the mixed media watercolour and pastel pencil subject that um, we've been running for the last well, weeks and weeks and weeks, which the penultimate part went up just this weekend, right? gone, which was part 10 of 11. So it's a, a pretty huge project. And they asked, what size was the paper that you, you did it on? Because we say it's obviously watercolour paper, because mm. usually it's with the pastel pencils uh, pictures, it's A4 standard Yes. Sand-coloured on grey paper, but this was watercolour paper. So they asked what size it was. Uh, well, it's I've got pads of paper, and they're A4 in size. Right. So that that's nice and easy. Mm. I, I wouldn't do a picture bigger than that. I I wouldn't do it anyway, especially if it's on the video, because uh, it's it's a question of you've got to fit it in. You've got to screen. fit it in, yeah. So I do tend to make things a bit smaller, yeah. Generally, because of that reason, and the other reason I make pictures smaller in case you're interested, folks, is because it I cover it quicker. Oh, right. You know what I mean? With watercolour, I, I imagine it's a bit... You've got, you've got mm, to fill it up. Well, you? that's right. But it's the same with pastel pencils. I mean, when you're doing pastel pencils, if you've got loads and loads and loads to fill up, yeah. it's going to take a lot more time. So I tend to make pictures smaller. Mm. As I say, they fit in the framework of the camera better mm. and... It doesn't take me so long. Mm. I can get the point across quicker. And even though it's A4, it's not quite A4, is it? The picture itself. Oh, no, that's smaller. Because mm. you've got to go inside the... It's it's just a bit bigger than A5, if that helps. Really? That's and, what and it ends up two, being. Two A5s into an A4, so you can see this. Sort but I didn't do it that way. I did it, uh, you know, landscape... Um, size but smaller as i say it was deliberate mm. but usually and i think i mentioned this on the on the video when i was doing it usually i suggest people do it bigger right if they see me doing it smaller it's, it's a good idea for them to do it bigger to try and do it a bit i'm bigger. a very detailed person and i can do things very tight as you've seen on that yeah but when people come to copy it it's not quite so easy so it's better, really, for them to do it a little bigger. A4 size is absolutely ideal. Yeah. Does it make a difference when you're doing a picture of like A4 size uh, uh, to make it slightly smaller or leave like a border around the edge? Because I know you do that with the mm. tape and you take the tape away and it, it, it yes. leaves like an edge. Because if, when it comes to mounting it and framing yes. it, 
do you obviously can't draw that close to the edge is that no. you have to leave a border slightly you do yes ideal an ideal size border would be a centimeter centimeter and a half that's an ideal or, or half inch to three quarter of an inch in old money um, that's ideal because that gives a framer a good opportunity to secure the picture yeah to the after all bear in mind also he's going to move into the picture very slightly anyway otherwise he's going to have white edges yeah so he's going to come into that picture slightly so it's always a good idea whenever you're thinking about uh, a picture is to make s the edge maybe the up to maybe a quarter of an inch of your picture edge uh, sort of nondescript right so if you if you have a really lovely little uh, bird right at the very edge of your picture and say, oh, I hope he gets that in. It's going to be very difficult to frame it because he's going to... People don't make things square. Mm. So what... It might be at the top of the picture, but by the time you get to the bottom picture, it's slightly out of sync. Yeah. So it's a very good idea, really, when you're doing any picture to give yourself that little bit of... A little bit of leeway. Edge, you know, the nondescript edge. It doesn't matter, really, with the sky, but it does when you come into detail at the bottom. Yeah. Or at the side. Mostly in landscape, I've got to say. It doesn't happen with portraits. Well, the portrait is mm. the subject in the middle, isn't it? That's right. So you can, you, you've got a bit more leeway there. Yeah. Okay. That's it's a, a good tip, though, and worth yeah. thinking about. I, I think about it automatically, but people possibly wouldn't. It's worth knowing that when you print out the picture, if you're, you're, you know, because you can run a lot of paper through, mm. you know, a transtrace is probably not so bad, but the, when you're running a print, a paper through your printer with the line drawing, if you print it out full scale, kind of to the edge, you're in, you're no, in trouble. You're in trouble then, no. So you've got to <laughs> scale it, I suppose, just so you can leave yes, that. Yes, as I said, centimetre, three quarter of an inch, you know, or centimetre, centimetre and a half is ideal. That's, that's what I usually use. And it's ideal because the tape that I use, I, if people ever see the edge of the picture, you'll see it's about a centimetre. It's masking tape. Masking tape, yeah. You'll see that it's Which about a centimetre. Which fits perfectly to tape it to your board. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure people have. Oh, I'm sure they've worked that, that out that, already. <laughs> certainly something that is quite obvious, but it's good to say sometimes. Okay, well, sticking with the watercolour subject, the next question we have is from John and he says perhaps you can give me some direction please I anticipate problems with getting the supplies you recommended in particular Faber Castell Filipinos as lovely as they are tend to conduct business in a very odd fashion for example back home in Adelaide it seems that all business people restock their wares before they run out of stock so that shelves are hardly ever vacant of anything. Here they let everything run down to zero before they reorder. <laughs> As a result, they are kept waiting months. I placed an order with an art supplier in Manila for a wide selection of Holbein, Holbein watercolour, but they could only supply eight tubes of paint with the balance available soon after a restock in January 2014. So my question is, anticipating a lot of art supplies being unavailable, what other manufacturer can you recommend? I have done a lot of research on the net and it appears that there are a few pastel manufacturers available and all seem to produce high quality pencils. Of particular interest are the pastels that are water soluble because I can see great artistic potential in a pastel that can, have, uh, that can behave as a watercolour. On the other hand, is there a brand that you would tend not to use? You, your help in this regard would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, do you intend on doing more watercolour or a combination of watercolour and pastel? Thanks, Colin John. There's right. a lot to cover there. There is, yes. Uh, so uh, 
refresh my memory. We, we, we started off. What do you recommend other than pasta, a Faber Castell? Yeah. What other brands? Well, uh, Carbothello. Yeah. That's you my, started that, off with them. I did, and that would be my next. If I was putting it in, you know, one, two, three, four, five order, I would say Faber Castell, way up, the, way up the top there. Because they sharpen really easy, and you, if you know my detail work, you know how important that is. They don't break very easily either, although every now and again you'll hear a ping when I'm working and the little tip goes flying <laughs> off. But that's quite rare, and it's always because I'm pushing hard. And But next down the line would be uh, to be low Carbatella pencils. They are the ones I switched uh, when I switched to Faber, I used before that. Um, they've got a few downsides, though. They're, the downside is that they do tend to break, and they break when you don't want them to, you know, when you've got, a, you know, an inch of lead comes out of it, oh, right. that sort of thing. Um, and they can also split. The lead can split. In the I middle. remember that. You remember that? I remember I, seeing I those, that. yeah. I mean, I used to put up with that, but really, I'm I'm spoiled now with when Faber-Castell. Faber-Castell don't they do don't that. do that, no. Yeah. So you get a better consistency. And after after the uh, Swansabilo, I would say Cretacolor. That's okay. another good one. That it's not as good as either the other two, but it, it will work. And there are uh, several other ones. I can't remember them offhand. Well, I don't your, use there's them. your top three. Right down the bottom, though, is Derwin. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know that they're the ones you don't recommend, which That's is another right. question. Yeah, it's so. a shame in a way, because when they first came out, we, we knew that they were going to come out before they ever came out, because there was uh, word about, you know, on, in, on the grapevine. And I thought, wow, Derwin, you know, English company, wow, I'm really looking forward to them. When they came out, and I tried them, I thought, wow, there's a disappointment. Because they do break. I mean, actually, the probably the quality of the pastel is probably good, very mm. good. It's just the handling is the problem. And when you're using when you're using a pencil in pastel the way we do, you need the security. You need to be able to rely mm. on them. And you can't do that with Derwent. You'll get so far and crack, you'll break or crumble yeah and it's a shame it's it, really are they, shame are they cheaper is it kind no. of like it's it's oh, well branded uh, as a higher uh, high yes. class pencil is it well uh, I, they're not cheaper in recommendary price retail price right but uh, you'll get them cheaper because they're, they're selling you know, they have to sell them cheaper to get rid of them right um, and i've seen half price ones around really? and i'm sure some of the customers out there will find so that is so, that, so there's your top three. So we've got Faber-Castell, absolutely all day, every day, if you can get mm-hmm. them. Then you've got the Carbothello, yep. Swans to Bilo, and then you've got Cretacolor mm-hmm. at, at number three. So there's... Yes. Okay. So what about these pastels that are water-soluble, pastel pencils that are yes. water-soluble as well? What's your yes. take on those? Well, uh, Carbothello and uh, Faber-Castell are all water-soluble. Right. Oh, okay. Mm, you can You can use them with water. I would never do it, but you could. Have you tried it? Uh, oh, yes, I did. In fact, I did a picture of Dedham Mill, Constable's Dedham Mill, many, many years ago, and I did a video of it actually showing how you can uh, emulsify the pastel pencil. But a lot of people, 
dip it in water. Well, you can't do that. You well, have... you dip the pasta pencil <laughs> yes. in water. <laughs> yes, and all sorts of problems occur. <laughs> I've seen people do that, and oh, no, no, no. No, you can't do that. What you have to do is put the pasta on the paper and then just wet it with a brush. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the ideal way of doing it, but I've seen them. I've, I've seen them. <laughs> what does I mean, that sort of <laughs> <laughs> no, does no, it doesn't do it any good at all. No, I bet. I bet. <laughs> not only does it not do any good, but you can imagine the mark it makes on the paper. It's very hard, and it's very difficult to get off. Once that goes on, pastel pencils can be rubbed out, but once you wet it and you put it on, you can't get it off. Yeah. So did you try the, the dead and mill with pas- uh, Faber-Castell or Carpatello? No, no I, try, I did that with Carpatello. Yeah. But you could do it with Faber-Castell, but I wouldn't. I mean, I'm a watercolour artist a pure watercolour artist. That's where I started out. And if yeah. I was going to use watercolour, I'd use watercolour. I'd use water- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't mess around with half-and-half uh, half jobs. Yeah. I mean, the way we do the um, watercolour and pastel pencil work now, we do it mainly in watercolour. And as you've seen from the recent picture, it looks absolutely fantastic. Or I don't know, have they got to the pastel pencil yet? Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. They've oh, only good. got one part left. Good. So you'll see that the pastel pencil goes over the top of the watercolour brilliantly mm. and they work well like that but if you were to try that while the watercolor was wet you'd have major problems yeah somebody might have already found that out and i expect we'd get a letter in saying oh i'm sorry i did this and i i know you didn't but i thought i'd try it yeah well you'll but learn so okay so so that is the other thing though i'd like to bring up is watercolor pencils yeah that that sort of is that was another Sort of hint was it? Was well, it, it? well, it, what people is there any is there it? any advantage in purchasing pastel pencils that are water soluble? But watercolor pencils are mm. completely different, are they? Watercolor pencils are very nice for the child because it works well. They can limit their watercolor. Uh, they can a bit more control over it. I was it. just about to say a little that. Bit more control. For you put a bit of a bit of kids color. seem more used to using pencils, colored mm. pencils, aren't they? But. And lots of people have said to me, why don't you do it? But it really isn't very good, to be honest. And there's not many professional artists that actually use the watercolour pencil. However, I've got to say that probably it's the biggest selling pencil around. Really? Yeah. But is it because, you know, you have the same mind that you've got watercolour available, so why would Mm. you use watercolour pencils? The effect Mm. that you can get Mm. with watercolour, pure watercolour, is so much greater. It is, yes. Watercolour itself is a a fantastic medium. I've always liked it, always will like it, Uh, but it's hard to handle because you've got a subtlety with it. You've got to mix your colours for one thing. Mm. And you imagine uh, for a moment if you were doing a sky and you put your blue and you, you've got maybe a little bit of ochre or a bit of pink, whatever colour you decide to, to add to that. Uh, Payne's grey is a good colour just to give it a slight greyness. Uh, and you mix that colour up and you start your sky. Halfway through you run out of, of watercolour, right? Now you've mixed this with colour and then you've got to now mix it again. Two things are going to go wrong with that. One is you can't join up watercolour. You've got to have a complete flow. So you're going right. to ruin the sky so straight So you do away. one layer and then yeah. you do that's it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and the second problem you've got is you've got to mix the same colour as you did before. Now that's almost impossible to do. Mm. So obviously a watercolour artist wouldn't do that. If you've ever seen people um, use watercolour, you see they have pools of it mm. more than they ever need. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen. 
Right. So those are little problems. So th- that's only two little problems with watercolour. It's a very difficult medium to use. The pencils, the board pencils. No, watercolour itself mm. is difficult to use. No, watercolour pencils are easy to use, but they don't look good. Mm. They don't have the same subtlety. You can't... You could put... I mean, if you wanted to put two or three colours together, you could, and then you mix them, but you've got no control over it that way. You can't see the colour until it's there in front of you. Yeah. Mixed on the paper and your picture, and you're two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through with a brilliant picture you've done, and you suddenly you ruined it. Oh, God, it's scary. I know, and, and this is a problem that you have. Pastel pencils, this is why they're so good, because if you make a mistake with them, you just rub it out. Yeah. You can get rid of it. Hmm. Okay. So it is a problem, and so don't go down watercolor pencil rope. Is there no. any more to that? Was there the, any there more is, uh, no, that was that was it. Or oh well, we oh, no. The last question was: Do you intend on doing more watercolor or a combination oh, of watercolor and pastel? Absolutely. Yeah. Now we've got. Now we've started. It's on its way. Mm. Um, I've got to. The trouble is, Steve, as you know, I've got such a vast subject material, mm. and I'm constantly getting people say, "Are you going to do more birds?" Are you going to do more people? Are you going to do more? I've, I've, I've well overdue for another black person. You yeah. know, we did Oprah that time. And I've got a fantastic picture of a, a little Indian boy mm. being washed by his Indian mum. Mm. Fantastic. That uh, um, someone, uh, one of my old class members, uh, very kindly let me have the picture. I'd love to do it. I can't get to these. <laughs> Oh, with all these you other have to things, just start I'm doing. painting all day, every day, aren't you? Well, I, I am already. <laughs> I, I, I retired, as you know, in in '65, and I thought, right, I'm going to slow right down now. And I did for a few years until you came along <laughs> <laughs> and said, uh, Dad, I've got an idea. What's that, Steve? And that was two or three how, years ago. And now look at it. Yeah. How? And now I'm working uh, literally flat out now. Uh, mind you, I'm not complaining. I love it every minute of the day. I love it. You're knocking so out pictures left, right, and centre. At the I moment. am. And with all these new projects we're 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 going to be talking about in the future, all this is being done now. People think that it's just magic. It just happens. But when you've got a new idea come along, it takes weeks sometimes just to keep practicing and trying, getting the right colours, getting the combination, getting papers, mm. um, getting references. There's lots and lots of work that go on behind the scenes. I don't think people quite well, grasp that. Well, I think that. people that decide to go down their own, because their own subjects and things like that, that people want to do their own subjects, obviously, as well as learn from the subjects you do, mm. they probably understand when they do that themselves to go, right, I want to do this particular subject mm, so they've mm. got to think about all those sorts of things that's why you get questions people saying what colors for this picture what colors mm. for that because people are going to have to go through their create that creative process themselves that you're going through aren't they? Right. when they do that's their right. own subjects so it is an interesting mm. side of things um but it's also a fun side i don't want to put people off that that is one of the things i love to do i love the the research mm. um you're building up um, a great monumental end product that yeah. you know is going to work because of all the effort and work that goes into it. And you're learning as you go as well. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, of course, we've got the other question, which we're both very keen on, and that is the teaching people to draw. So I'm looking at that now in how do we approach it all and, and so on. And very soon, probably this week, I would think I'm going to get the first drawing out for you mm. um, and I think that will go on very soon it's yeah. going to be an exercise of a little ferret I think did you, I did, you mentioned it last week oh, yeah it's only it's only a tiny it's not very big yeah but it would be a good little tester to start off with yeah something to you know 
get your teeth into. And of course, it'll be it, that will be from beginning to end, drawing out, colouring it. The first subject finish. that we've first shown subject. how to draw. Yes. And then how to colour. So. There yeah, we go. So, so it's good. good. So it's more, good. more. So John will be pleased, and other people will be pleased that there is more watercolour and pastel combined. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to do more sole watercolour, or are you going to keep with the combined watercolour and pastel pencil? Uh, I'd like to do watercolour on its own. Uh, the only problem with that is, are we going? Are people going to be happy that we're moving away from what we intended? Depends uh, if people know. want to see more watercolour, I suppose. Mm, Perhaps mm. they can let us know. Well, I would really be interested, folks, because, you know, I'm very happy to do watercolour mm. uh, and I'm very happy to, to do... Uh, i do anything, really, but uh, <laughs> if, you want, if you want, I'll do that. It's pen and ink. I'd like to do more pen and ink, too. Yeah. We, you know, we've touched on that, but really haven't been able to get back to it mm. so much. I need half a dozen of me. That's what I want. We do. We if need I to can duplicate you. me, perhaps I can run through a printer and duplicate me. If I can do a few copies. Yeah. That'd be nice. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's, let's move on to, the, to another one here. Um, this is an email from Jessica, and there's actually three questions on this email. Four questions, even. So let's, uh, let's work through this one. The first question is, I used WN200 watercolour paper. Right. Does that make any sense? No. Look at that. <laughs> it won't make sense when I read it either, I don't think. No, I don't. No, no. Oh, Winsor Newton. Winsor Newton. Win- Windsor and Newton. Uh, Windsor, w- Windsor and Newton, yeah. Windsor, Windsor and Newton. Newton. I imagine WN means Windsor and Newton, 200 right. watercolour. Right. Absolutely, yes. What okay. she's saying is it. So, and even with this nice paper, I can still see the texture um, the paper has through the watercolour wash and pastel pencils. This really bugs me. I've tried many different watercolour papers and I just can't seem to find one where this doesn't happen. I didn't notice this on yours, no. uh, yours though. Any ideas? Yes. So this shall is the first question. Deal with that one first. Yes. Then. Okay, yes. Uh, this is, the, well, with watercolour, generally you have a bubble or, or, a, or a tooth or a, a, a texture to it. Is that to it's absorb not quite the water? The same. Well, it's not quite the same as our engre, which has the ridges, but it's like, um, it's a raised surface. Now, the reason they do that it's just the absorbency of the paper. Yeah. That's all. And you can't do anything about it. I it doesn't bother me, never has bothered me. So is that's what's showing through. Is that's what she's is that that's what, what she's saying. saying. It's that she can mm. see that showing through. Yes, you can see it, yeah. And uh, the thicker the paper generally, the more bubble you've got. So you can't get around but, it. But well you can because there are watercolour papers that are almost flat. Don't have that. You've just got to look for them. Okay. Oh no, 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 that, that fine. They work well when you're working with um, pen and ink, particularly work well if you're going to do pen and ink drawing or pen and wash. Pen and wash, yeah, works really well. The flatter paper, you've just got to find them. You've got to look for them. So it is out there somewhere. It's we out can't, there. We can't yeah. recommend any. But you won't moment. get one that's completely uh, like a cartridge paper because it wouldn't work if to, it was. It's got to absorb the mm, water. The it water work color, the same yeah. Way. Mm. Okay, second question. Um, my watercolour wash came out more grey than yours. Your your wash seemed to have blue tones in it. Could you give me any tips or suggestions on doing washes? This is the figures in the mist mm. subject that we've got yes, on the I members' can. site. Yes, so yes. What, what about that one? Yes, well, that, that was uh, using the um, blue, I think. I used um, 
Cobalt Blue and Payne's Grey, I believe. Do you know, it's got a long while ago now, but that those are the two colours I probably would have used. Yeah. And when you mix the two, if you put more Payne's Grey than blue, you're going to get it more grey. If you move more blue than grey, you're going to get more blue. Right. Now, the problem you have is that, let's, let's just take this one stitch, because there's quite a lot of intricate um, detail here. Yeah. So let's start off with a palette. You've just got an empty palette, white palette, and you put a dob of blue on, and you put... A, from a, a tube. A, 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 from a tube, or if you've got a... We'll talk about this in a little while, a yeah. pans, because I'd like to talk about that. Uh, or, or from a pan, whatever, you've got to. Then you mix it with a little bit of water. I would do the, wa- the blue first. Yeah. Okay. And then you see, and plenty of it, especially if you've got a wash like that, you're looking at quite a lot of water. It doesn't matter if it's too much. And the cost is immaterial, really. Mm. So make sure, start with blue and test it on watercolour paper. On a, on a spare, spare piece, bit, yeah. First of all, before you start. If it looks too blue or if it dries out too blue, then uh, you'll know that you've got to add more Payne's Grey. So add Payne's Grey. So you start with blue. Start and with the blue and add the Payne's Grey. If you start it. with Payne's Grey and add the blue, yeah. you're wrong way around. Is that because you want the picture to have a cool tone and you've got to start with blue? Yes. And you have to predominantly, the tone is blue yes. with grey added. So it yes. has to be, is yes. it because that's got the, it's a yes. cool tone? Absolutely. Right. It's, it's better to go that way than grey with blue added. Yeah, because your, your you primary colour is going to be blue. Yes. It's going to have a blue tint to that's it. That's a general rule, actually, if you were doing anything like mm. that. Okay. So you start with your colour and then you just gradually add your Payne's grey until you get it right. Yeah. Uh, and you should then have a mixture that works for you. Now, right. having already wet the blue and or wet the grey, keep them uh, wet. Sometimes you go off and have a cup of tea and everything all dries out. Um, the reason I say that is because when you start painting and you're putting your wash on and you go from the top to the bottom, as I, as I did, you then w- very quickly need to put some more colour. And what I usually do is dab my brush in the blue and dab my brush in the Payne's grey, mix again on a different section of the palette so that I get with more water, so I get a stronger solution. Now I've got two solutions. I've got one that's weak and one that's slightly stronger. To add more colour. Yes, and that can then go on the wet paper that you're using on the top. You see what I That's mean? How intricate tip. and how difficult it is. That's a good tip, though. That is interesting. That and then you, you and then you just break on the way down. But I'm saying that as though we'll be able to do that. Cake. Yeah, no worries. But that's fraught with danger. <laughs> yeah, so many things that can go wrong with that. You've got to really know how much to take of each color, I mm. suppose, to mix mm. in a separate section to add more color, because that could ruin it, can you? Yeah, completely, absolutely. <laughs> that completely. second second wave. The only good thing about that in Figures in the Mist is if it goes wrong, you just do another one because you haven't done it's the first thing you hours do, right? and hours and hours of painting, have you? It's the first thing you've done. But that's a good way of learning, of, of judging the yeah. colours, especially with the cooler colours because, mm-hmm. you know, blue is quite a... See, watercolour itself is, as I said before, and I will say many, many times, it's a very difficult medium to use. You're wielding paintbrush, you're chucking water around. So many things can happen. Yeah. And... When you've got an experienced watercolour artist, they make it look so easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it, like, I, I, you know, I could see what you're doing. Why can't I do it? Unfortunately, mm. there's so much experience that goes into that. Mm. Uh, same with everything, of course, mm. not just that. 
Okay, I think I've thrashed well, that's, that to that's, death. That second one. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the third question. What advice can you give to people when they want to try a picture that you haven't done? I love doing your exercises and love your videos even more. But what about in the future when I want to do a picture that you don't have a video for? How will I manage without you? Uh, you're such an inspiration and such a vital piece to my learning that I'm afraid of what will happen when I try something and don't have your videos to follow. Maybe it just means that I have lots more to practice. How did you learn which pastel pencils to lay down before others and which to mix? I know it must have been all trial and error, but since you have already learned all of it, what do you tell your students? As always, thanks so much for your help. And there's an actual another question added to that. But we'll right. Start okay. With that well, it, it, it's the same old record, I'm afraid, for me. It's practice, practice. Trial practice, and error. Practice, 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 practice. I had somebody in my class, I don't think I told you the story. He, he came to me full of enthusiasm. And he said, you know, I want to do what you do. And I don't care how long it takes. And I don't know how much I, uh, time I spend on it. I want to do what you do. Okay, I said, that's fine. So I started him off with my apple. I always started everybody off with my apple. Yeah. He did that in one week. Great, fine. Then he did two or three other little projects of before he started big time. And then it all happened. Every week he used to come in with two completed pictures. Wow. Two completed pictures. In a week. Every week. This went on for about a year. Now, imagine how many pictures he had under oh his belt. Oh, my. Well, a hundred odd. Hmm. He was prolific. He just couldn't get it. It's a bit like me. He couldn't leave it alone. He, he, he was doing it. And by the time he got to the years out, he was pretty good. Wow. He was very good, in fact. I wouldn't say pretty good. He was very good. Yeah. And he continued, because uh, I met him afterwards uh, um, a few years later, and he was still working, and he was then... A semi-professional artist. He was selling his work. Really? Now, what do we learn from that? Well, we learn that you've got to keep going and going. The more you practice, the more you'll learn. Yeah. Pastel pencils uh, is one of the great mediums, teaching mediums, in as much as you will learn every time you put pencil to paper. Mm. So if you do one or two, three, four packs, you're going to be okay. But you're not going to learn everything. And the other thing that I always told my students, and I did tell them, Jeff, that's the chap uh, I'm talking about, bury mm. your subject material. Go from landscape, do animals, do birds, do portrait work. And he did everything. Because it's the link, it's the changeover. When you do portraits, you learn something new. When you do landscape, you learn something new. Uh, from if you were previously an animal artist, now, it may not suit you to do that. You might think, no, I like my cats and I like my dogs and I'm going to stick to them. That's okay. You'll still learn. But the subtleties that come with the other subjects that you do mm. teach you more. That's how I did it. I went from subject to subject to subject to subject to subject. Varying it up all the time. And I don't think there was a subject I haven't done, to be honest. I've done seascapes, aircraft, helicopters, you know, ships. Yeah. I've yeah. done everything, mm. uh, and I've helped other people do everything. So there isn't a thing, single thing I've never done. Now, imagine the experience. Mm. Jessica said, how do you do it? Now, she's not going to be able to do what I did because you've got to be in my position to do that. Yeah. But all it says is the more you do, the more you, you will learn, and the more you practice, learn in all the time. How is she going to get on when I'm not around or when she wants to do her own thing? Well, there is a wealth of material, both on the members' site and YouTube. You'll always be able to find something. 
Yeah, um, but picking colours for yourself and things, does that just come with experience? Afraid it does. And knowing your colours really well? Afraid it does. There's nothing I can do about that. But by doing there's different... No magic, magic, there's no magic formula to that one. No, but by doing different subjects, you learn such a combination, I would imagine, mm. of base colours and tones. You do. That, that, that arms you with all the skills you mm. need. Really? Imagine doing a portrait. If, if Jessica hasn't done a portrait yet, um, she may have done, but let's say she hasn't done one of those... The, the skills it needs to do a portrait is the base colours, the subtlety of the skin tones and mm. all that. So much you learn from that. And uh, when you go back to normal, you know, your, your chosen subject, you're better for it. You're going to know all of that as well. Mm. Mm. Okay. Great. No, I hope that's, that helps. I, no, I, well, it's helped me and I'm not even doing <laughs> it. Okay. Well, then a tag on to the last one of that is um, as far as working and learning multiple mediums do you suggest that i try and master one before moving to another or do you suggest learning many at once i like drawing love the pastel pencils like crazy love oil painting although i haven't done this in some time since it's quite a lot of work to set up and put away and having five small children well time is crucial i am am i expecting uh, and i am expecting my winter newton watercolors i imagine that is in a few weeks, and I'm sure that I'll love those as well. So as you can see, I quite like many mediums, and I'm wondering if I should concentrate on one rather than switching all the time. Mm. Um, well, when I first started, I tried them all. Yeah, you said, uh, yeah. As I've said before, and uh, I settled for watercolour, because pastel pencils weren't around then. Mm. And then eventually I went on to pastel pencils, where, as you know, the rest is history. In Jessica's case, I would say stick to one for the moment. If you start switching mediums, you're not going to be able to take the, the, the techniques from one to another. Watercolour and pastel pencils are, are different. Uh, acrylic is different. Uh, oil is different. Every one has got a different set of rules. Mm. So unless you're prepared to s- spend years and years and years and years studying each one of them, you're really not going to be much better off. So I think in view of uh, what Jessica's already said, I would stick to pastel pencils or watercolour, stick to those two and learn as much as you can. To build up a lot of knowledge already, Mm. because then I imagine then if you switch to another medium, you're going with a load of knowledge of tones. Starting again. Yeah, yeah. And Mm. um, it depends, you, you know, if you enjoy doing the oil or the whatever uh, it depends Should, on what, exactly if you love it exactly. do it exactly now it depends on how, what you're doing it for if you're doing it for fun then i agree totally Dabble switch around do yeah. it all enjoy yourself indulge yeah. yourself yeah but if you're serious and you want to become more proficient at it that's really not the way to go you've got to stick to one one you like mm. okay good good sound advice that <laughs> Ah, well, I do try. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're here for. Um, Okay, well, that ends... I I don't think we should cover any more questions today. That that sort of ends our mainly watercolour-themed podcast this week. Next time, Steve, just put it in your diary, next week's diary, that what we're going to be doing is uh, the difference between watercolour pans and watercolours. Yes, yeah. There is a difference. It'll take take me for ages. I could spend a whole podcast just talking about them. Okay. But they're important. You know, what yeah, yeah. Do, do you use artist quality or do you do students' quality, for instance? Mm. 
these are these are questions that people. What brushes do you use? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. There's more a we lot can go more into. to it. So uh, I think it's a good idea to do another. We'll do part another. Two we'll do another part on week. on a watercolor. Yeah, because there's a lot we we haven't spoken about and a lot we still can talk about. Mm. So so great. Okay. Um, anything else to add? Have you got anything else to add? Uh, I haven't. I don't think. Um, have you got any new projects to talk about? Um, new things we're going to be doing or not? No. No, not this time. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> no, we'll leave that till next week. So, um, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. I got there this week. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I thought I was going to cock it up again. No, you did <laughs> it. You did it. Good.